Welcome back to Unwarp Reality, a podcast designed to help us see not through, but around the looking glass. Our goal is to help unpack the manipulation and bias prevalent in mainstream media reporting. And as always, if you're curious for more background, please listen to episode one, where we discuss in greater detail the motivation and goals for this project. You can find it on our Substack or YouTube channels under Unwarp, that's U-N-W-A-R-P, reality. I'm Liz, a cybersecurity specialist, cultural anthropologist, and world traveler calling in from New Jersey. And I'm Becca, a psychologist, leadership coach, and social critic coming to you from San Diego. So it's been a minute since we recorded an episode. What the hell's been going on? Uh, a lot of too much work. Yeah, right. I understand. I'm actually coming up to the end of the semester, so that's exciting. So I'm well, a little break. Bully for you. Bully <laughs> for you. Okay, so last time we talked about the climate narrative and how all manner of things have ended up being attributed to climate change, even things that couldn't possibly be climate related, for example, arson. Right, so uh, there is a lot of fantasizing going on with respect to the climate narrative, which actually is hiding some of the reality um, for issues that could potentially be addressed. Uh, We're likely going to do another episode on this topic in the near future, but for today, we're going to cover an issue that we were actually recently texting about. So it's another narrative that seems to be shifting. And what we're going to talk about is bees. Yes. So for years, we have been told that the bees are dying and this is a crisis. And one of the sources of this, of course, is the New York Times. But the New York Times just recently is trying to tell people that we're under a false impression that bees are in trouble and they don't understand why. Hmm. Perhaps it's them. Yeah, come on. I mean, and like, so that narrative is absolutely pervasive, right? Like, yes. Do you remember when I was in Monterey at grad school and I was living in that house that was converted into three small apartments? Yes. Where like you basically somehow lived in a room that was a kitchen. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, That one. So, all right. Shortly after I moved in, well, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So shortly after I moved in, like I would be sitting in that kitchen slash living room area and there'd be like one or two bees that would fly in. So it like weird, but also it wasn't a huge deal because it was just like, you know, one or two bees. But as the weeks went by, there were like more and more and more bees coming in. And at some point they started getting like really aggro. What do you, what's an aggro bee? What is it doing? Like, I would just be sitting there, you know, like doing my homework and they'd start like dive bombing my head and like, like swarming at me. Ew, no. Super creepy. Yeah, exactly. So I would have to go and like lock myself in a bedroom and I would, I would shut the door basically so they couldn't get me. (laughs) So like the bees are making you a prisoner in your own tiny house. (laughs) Yes, that's basically what it was. And like when I would open the door in the morning, there'd be like dead bees that had like fallen outside of the door on the carpet I'd have to be careful and like the guy who lived upstairs in the other apartment was having the same he was having the same issue okay did you call the landlord yeah of course we called the landlord but then he kept being like oh it's not a big deal uh you know like it's it's just a few bees there's probably a nest in a tree outside Uh, and then he said something like it's in the neighbor's uh in the neighbor's tree so there's nothing we can do about it but anyway eventually the other guy like stepped on a bee and he had to go to the hospital because he had some kind of reaction so then the landlord was like oh okay 
and he brought a vacuum over to the house. That was his solution. I'm sorry, so what is like, the vacuum? Get, they could still steam yeah. you, and then once they're well, dead, vacuum them up after they've attacked you? Yeah, so basically, because the guy had stepped on one on the floor, he was like, oh, you can just vacuum them up so you don't, no. <laughs> so you don't step uh-huh. on them. But like, anyway, I came home from school one day, and there was like 50, at least 50, dead bees in this like pile under my kitchen table it was, it was just, like it was just getting to be what the it was hell? so Why insane that when I was an exterminator I don't know but like when I was telling people they just they like they wouldn't even believe me right so basically what he said is he wouldn't call an exterminator because he didn't want someone to kill the bees because we had to protect them ah, so yep. there it is there it is yep there it is the bees are obviously more important than the people that are living in this domicile of course Right, exactly. He was like, like back then, he was already like, well, well into the climate activist narrative of like how humans don't matter in any of this. But anyway, so like this story is getting really long. But basically, it it all ends when I finally found someone who would come and remove the hive, which was the entire length of the second story wall. Um, So he like, yeah, he had, he had his own vacuum, and he like vacuumed up the bees to take them away to his farm. And then he cleared out the hive. I mean, it was just, it was so out of control, the whole thing. But like, that yeah, no like action could be taken. Utter madness. And yeah. like, okay, so separately from this insane story, I also have been pulling people over the past couple of weeks. And literally everybody is under the same impression of hearing time and time again that these are in danger. So just yeah. to give us an example of a story talking about something, this is from April of 2022 in US News & World Report. So some cities in Wisconsin were encouraging residents not to mow their lawns in the month of May to, quote, ensure that bees that are coming out of hibernation have plenty of options for the nectar and pollen that they need. And then later in the article, they okay. a biology professor who says bees and insects in general are in a bit of a slump right now. And studies okay. have steep declines in wild bee populations in the 21st century. In fact, the United Nations characterizes it as a threat to the global food supply. Okay, so so there it is. (laughs) Perhaps this is the reason why people think that bees are in danger. Yeah, exactly. But okay, so now for whatever reason, we're supposed to shift to the opposite way of thinking, right? Like everything's cool. Bees are fine. Bees are totally fine. Okay. Right. The bees are fine. Um, Okay. So yeah. But anyway, because the bees are fine, we don't have to focus on. how we can save them so uh we can focus on something else but actually we're we're gonna stay on the bees because while we were researching for this episode we kind of stumbled down a rabbit hole of amazing articles about bees so we're just gonna have some fun with that for the rest of the episode yeah i had no idea that there was so much out there about bees not a clue no, I did. I didn't either. And like, honestly, it was, some of it was quite fascinating. So yeah, but let's stay with creepy because like bees were okay. trying to attack you. So that reminds True. me of that movie that came out when we were kids about killer bees. And there's a scene where someone's yeah. in the car and then they're swarming on the car and they can't get in. And then all of a sudden they start popping in through the air vents. So bees, yeah, that's literally like, what was happening. Persistent little buggers. Yeah, no, that's literally what was happening. They were flying in through this like old school like heating vent thing into oh, the apartment. Hell. So like <laughs> no. the, the the bees will find a way. They will. Um, so yeah, and apparently uh, I guess I was lucky because 
the bee, bees actually can be killers. Um, and apparently they killed a bunch of penguins um, in South Africa. Yeah, this Man. is really messed up. So there was a story in the New York Times from uh, 2021. And they said that 63 dead African penguins were found on Friday. So this was uh, that Friday in September 2021 at the Boulders Penguin Colony in Simonstown, which is about 25 miles south of Cape Town. Um, it says all the penguins had multiple bee stings and many dead bees were found at the site where the birds had died. Um, and then they basically said that the investigation suggests that the penguins died because they were stung by a swarm of Cape honeybees. No, so, like, they had penguins. I know it's so okay, crazy. What I'm and then, imagining now, which is not funny, but it's moderately funny, is like you know penguins have their flippers, so like they can't protect their heads, so their little arms, to, like flip around and and swat at the bees, but they can't do it, and the bees are just going at them like yeah. little jerks with their little T Rex uh, penguin flippers. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I and the the thing is like it doesn't even say if it like the penguins accidentally disturbed the bees' nest. It just says that like the bees' nest was disturbed causing bees to like fly back and then i guess uh the penguins were like in the way of the i, I don't know it says this is unfortunately the bees encounter a group of penguins on their flight path so i like that seems like the penguins weren't even responsible for messing with the hive okay, i don't know yeah, it's just so some, it's sad something serious is and nefarious is probably going on there but also like can we send bees to anger management they seem to just like swarm and get aggro like out of control yeah, well, you know this reminds know. me though they are murders and i was actually thinking about writing a murder mystery where some guy is found dead in a field and no one can figure out what killed him but it, then it turns out that it's a murder plot involving a bee sting so like the bee premeditated the murder or like no. what? the the murderer utilizes a bee to kill the guy <laughs> oh like how did he do that and it, did he it, put it in like a dart gun or something? And he like no, he releases the bee. He puts the bee in the in the guy's jacket, and then it's like it's an aggro bee, so it's it just sees flesh and it stings it, and then the guy dies. Okay, okay. Um, maybe I mean could be like didn't someone already write that book though, like Sherlock Holmes? No, it could be a Sherlock Holmesian plot, but I mine would have been better if, even if it okay was. well all right let's let's copyright that idea or whatever you can do right now so no, nobody else write it because you heard it here first um or write and, it and i'll take yeah. royalty money from it that's either way either way either way yeah okay, okay. but let's um, before we before we move on i just want to note that part of the url for that article it's it's like filed under climate this has nothing to do with climate, climate. Perhaps it's part of the cultivating this climate narrative that everything bad in nature is the result of a climate emergency. Yeah, that's crazy. That's totally crazy. But it's also taking things like so nature in and of itself, right? Like everything nature has to be related to climate. But nature used to be a fun topic. Like, remember those? What was that magazine I used to get that had like, like, look how cute raccoons are or whatever. And it's yeah, like that? something that. I don't remember Ranger Rick. It was totally Ranger called Ranger Rick. Rick. Um, yes. Yeah. And then it's like now everything related to nature is part of this like crisis. Like you, you can't just look yeah, at nature as like, like wow, nature. In nature, it's a crisis. Like that's natural. That's the way that like, yeah. works. there's life and death. It's just a, a normal part of experience. 
craziness. Wow. All right, let's get back to bees. Wow. Uh, okay. So back to bees. Let's see. Um, all right. So here is an article from The Guardian this past October. Um, and the tag is buff-tailed bumblebees drop from the air like bricks to repel hornet attacks. So it's basically talking about how, like, it says bees are not fast or agile enough flyers to evade an attack from an Asian hornet. And that basically, if they tussle in the air, the hornet is going to win because it will, quote, decapitate the bee. Okay. (laughs) So, yes. But the scientists from the University of Exeter have apparently found that these bees, these buff-tailed bees, they basically drop out of the air like a brick and take the hornet with them so then the bee and the hornet are going to hit the ground and the hornet's either going to lose its grip or like the bee has a chance to maybe sting it but it's totally like when a uh, like a kid doesn't want you to pick them up and they just like turn themselves into a dead weight yes like the bees are like doing the same thing which is kind of amazing that is fairly amazing. What's also amazing is that they're called buff-tailed bumblebees. And I'm just wondering, like, how buff are those tails? Are they, like, Schwarzenegger-type tails or what? And do I don't know. That's it. A... I mean, I think they're butts, like, buff-butted buff bees. Buff-butted <laughs> bees. I'm, I'm totally into buff-butted bees. But also, I like, know. I will um... never mess with an Asian hornet. Because the, the fact that they decapitate tells you everything that yeah. you need to know about why you don't want to exactly. mess with them. They're taking no prisoners. Um, okay, yeah, so bees so... can turn themselves into bricks, but also, did you know that yes. bees poop murder hornets? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? They okay, poop so them out? What? I don't understand. They eat them? The URL for this article, it, like the shortened you know, version is bees poop murder hornets. Okay, but wow. basically, okay. This, this is from the New York Times, December 2020, and it says menaced by murder hornets bees decorate their hives with feces wow okay so there, that's, off, a, <laughs> that's a yes, nice decoration it is a fantastic decoration to ward off giant hornet attacks honeybees in vietnam will adorn the entrances to their nests with other animals feces a defensive behavior wow. called fecal spotting oh according it has a name the, <laughs> of course it has a name According to a paper published Wednesday in the journal Plus One, the odious ornamentation seems to repel the wasps mm. or at least seriously wig them out and offers the intriguing possibility that honeybees use stool as a type of rudimentary tool. Wow. I mean, you know what? I got to hand it to them. It does sound like a good plan because I've considered doing something similar to keep away an annoying ex-boyfriend. <laughs> you know, that would nobody be likes poop, right? Nobody likes poop successful plan no doubt yeah, okay but you exactly. would probably use your own these bees are using someone else's i don't know poop. so what now I, use my own? I, don't know. I don't know about bee poop like what is the nature of bee excrement is is that honey no it's not honey seriously no bees according to the internet poop little golden droplets that are very sticky and Ooh. they always do it outside of the hive so the queen, the queen who never leaves, right? They someone has to go and do like bedpan duty and like get her poop and bring it out of the hive. So that's I don't know. There's sure. some intricacies of bee pooping, and apparently they can get constipated just like people. Um, just, like, this <laughs> could be like a whole. What else can we learn about bees pooping? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this could be well. Here, here we go. Here's a suggestion. It says, "Do bees fart?" Oh my God, mark. Do they? And I don't well here let me click on this um <laughs> oh my god yeah apparently they do um but 
the author of this article is saying that um, it's too little air for us to smell it. So okay. they're not smelly farts. Yeah. Okay, oh my good. God, wait. He also says we should assume that they smell like flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love this guy. Um, I'm going to yeah. go with, yeah. So bees, bee farts smell like flowers and they poop little right. golden showers. I'm, I'm, I'm really into right. this right now. Right. Okay. So glad that we cleared that up. But now let's imagine that you are a researcher trying to figure out where the poop that they're using to cover their nests come from. So apparently this is what you might do. Quote, Dr. Mattel and her colleagues started scouting local farms, squatting in pig pens and chicken coops. In time, Dr. Matilda spotted a honeybee alighting on a jumble of chicken scat. The bee tugged diligently at a moat of the muck with her mouth parts. Amazing. All right, calm down, poetry. (laughs) And then carried it away. And I want to meet this woman because then it says this. She says, I remember running back to the apiary screaming, it's true. It's finally true. (laughs) Wow. Wow. But you know what? She thought firsthand. I mean, that is a pretty disgusting job. Um, Not going to lie, but it's probably more enjoyable than dealing with human poop. Right. But now, actually, I feel like Googling if bees clean their mouths after this excursions because like oh the bees is just like they probably use little poop. bee toothbrushes. I want one now. I don't think they have little bee toothbrushes. Yes. And no, you can't have one. Your mouth is too big. I want one. Okay, but speaking no. of human poop, mm. since you shared a story, I have to share this story about my experience with someone else's human Wait, poop. Are we now speaking about human poop? <laughs> I just was really quick. I had to go downtown to run an okay. errand. And I had a park okay. car in this area next to a homeless encampment. And it was during this like hepatitis outbreak. So yeah, I remember reading about that. Tied to human feces being, you know, out. Nasty. So I get out of my car and there's a giant pile of crap on the sidewalk. And I would have Gross. moved the car, but I just need to run into this building. And there was no other parking that was close. There's by. only one spot. Only there one was. spot. And it's also, because you know me in parking, like I can't park. So once I found a spot, I had to stay. But then I run into the this building. Spot. It's like 15 minutes. I come out and full on dudes in hazmat suits are like spraying down the side. Oh my God. So that I'm like, I got to get my car out of here. But now I don't really want to go into my car because it ha- now has like poopy water sprayed exactly. all over I ho- splash up from the street. I hope you out. bleached your hands when you got home. I Yeah, I almost vomited. I immediately went to the car wash and then like, you know, Ugh. sanitized everything. It was disgusting. Gross. That's gross. Um, that is gross. Yes. And um, thank you for getting us off topic to something gross um yeah okay I guess poop was on topic so all right anyway let's go back to bees and let's move across the ocean to uh the United Kingdom yeah where we will (laughs) yeah we we have something quirky and cute so basically uh it seems that when the queen or king the head royal dies uh, apparently the royal bees need to be notified. Okay. okay. So um, basically this stems back to, you know, uh, probably superstitions, right? So they're basically saying um, in this article that telling the bees is a standard practice that goes back centuries and there's potentially grave consequences if it's not followed. Um, and that the bees are members of the family and should be informed of major life events such as births and deaths. So the beekeepers used to go around to each hive. I don't know how many hives there are and um, deliver the news. And it says possibly cover the hive with a black cloth during a mourning period. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that reminds me, remember that psycho bird that we had, that we had to, like, cover him with a towel at oh, night, or he would kind of go awful. nuts? Everything about crazy. He was crazy. Um, but yeah, so anyway, it seems like like this, you know, like a lot of traditions that kind of started as like a superstition, but now um, they continue to do it just um, at quote as a mark of respect. Like, I don't know, I kind of think it's cute. I, lo- I love this, but also now like I'm wondering, was this part of the job description when they hire somebody mm. and do they get like know. a bonus if this happens during their tenure? Because this is some additional labor. You know, he's got to inform yeah. these. He now he's like a bee counselor on top of all his other duties. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm like super into this. I, I get that it would be, you know, like bizarre because the bees don't, they probably could give two shits whether or not the, the monarch is alive or not, but I love it. And the morning cloth, I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, all right. So uh, that was interesting, but here we go. Uh, we're like running out of time. So do we have yeah, one more? Running quick or should we just like wrap it up no no i got this one made me crack up every time i look at this picture i start laughing so you have to look at the picture for the linked reference in the notes no, don't <laughs> so you're bringing this one up okay it's from the guardian august 2023 apparently rishi okay. Sunak cannot paint so he yeah. was doing something with kids and he painted a picture of a bee and it was mocked uh-huh. as it should be but i oh super <laughs> it's so bad like the comedic output cock-eyed so and bad. missing legs the effort of by sunak attested to his schoolboy preference for maths over arts the article tells us but i mean the yeah. picture is priceless it shows his hideous painting but it's also good. like it's check good. out that kid next to him like looking oh, super po'd he's that this so annoyed he's so annoyed. he's so <laughs> annoyed he's like come on man but like you know what i wonder if he just there was like a lot of pressure to remember like what a bee looks like um while he was doing that I like yeah I, I can't blame him do you remember when I had to draw a picture of a shark and I gave it like like a head so it ended up looking like it had one of those like old school um like scuba diver helmets on okay like, also sharks I wonder don't that's, have heads but yeah yeah but if that's in the box of weird stuff that was saved from our childhood I hope it's next to I kick their butts <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Good storytellers in the making. Um, so yeah. Okay. All right. That's it. We are going to go. We've spent quite a bit of time talking about poop and bees. Uh, links to the articles that we discussed can, as usual, be found in the episode references. And next time we'll be back with a more traditional episode. So thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for being here with us. And we look forward to next time. So please send any comments, questions, or ideas to our email at unwarpreality at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. So until next time, bye. Bye. Christ, that was loud.